Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. Every other Sunday, we'll release an episode of the podcast featuring an interview with a business owner in the food industry. From restaurants, to breweries, to bakeries, and everything in between. We ask them about their journey and the process of becoming a successful business owner in hopes of helping others to do the same. I'm Mike Curtin, and the podcast starts now. Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so so you never miss another episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode number three of Chew Brewer Stew. Today I sit down with owner Rocco Sacramoni from Trattorio L'Incontro in Astoria, Queens. Rocco's been in business at this location for just over 20 years. So it was an honor to sit down with him and pick his brain about his success and his thoughts on the food industry. So without further ado, here's my interview with Rocco from Trattorio L'Incontro. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Rocco Sacamone from Trattoria Encontro in Astoria, New York. Rocco, thank you for being with us. My pleasure. Appreciate it. How are you? Uh, so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the industry? Uh, okay, my family came uh, into the States in 1970. Um, I was about 11, going on 12, and I got my first job at a restaurant when I was 13 years old. I worked at a local restaurant called Rizzo's. Not Rizzo's Pizzas, but Rizzo's. On the, it was going to be on 21st Street and Broadway. Okay. So from that time on, I was carrying on and on and on in, in the restaurant industry. And uh, But the, for most part, I think I got the passion from my mom. Okay. So, and then, of course, then, this is this has been here 20 years now, Lincondro. I have another place on, on 30th Avenue prior to this one here. So I started off with a pizzeria. Wow. And we went on and on and on. So how old are you when you open open this spot? This was about uh, maybe my forties, early forties, when I opened that set. But I was about twenty-seven or twenty-eight, I think, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, actually, when I opened up uh, the one on Thirtieth Avenue, which was a pizzeria. And then I made it into a pizzeria and a little restaurant. Okay. So needless to say, you were in the industry for since childhood. Yes. But so, what made you feel like you could be an owner, a uh, successful owner, anyway? Well. You know, it's not only it's to be an owner, it, but it's 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 a passion. Right. You know, this it, this is uh, I always say this is like a drug. Right. You know, so it's you got to be passionate about what you do, and you, you have to love what you do because you do spend a lot of time inside the restaurant industry. Right. You know, it's a lot a lot of work, and being the chef and being the owner of the place, it makes it a little bit not harder. I don't right. mean that harder, but a little bit more work. You know, uh, uh, dealing with the with the suppliers. Right. Making sure the customers on the other side of it are happy, dealing with the staff, dealing, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of responsibility that goes along with it, and a lot of hours. A lot of a lot hours, hours, yes. So how do you, with all those hours that come into it, how do you make uh, family and ownership work? Well, you know what, in in, in a way, being an owner, the, you you have one uh, a little bit of a, an advantage that you could come and go anytime you want. Right. You know, like. Three o'clock comes, you know what? I pick up my daughter from school, you know, spend a little time with her, then she does what she's got to do, and um, and uh, you, like I said, it, it's a little flexible, right? It's a little, but the hours are still long, right? For sure. So, um, what was the morale when you told people you were gonna open up your own place? What was the morale of your friends and family? Uh, well, 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 I'll tell you a little story. Well, actually, when when I opened up this place here, people thought I was crazy. Okay. When I was opening up here, because I had a small place on 30th Avenue, right. and they said, "Well, you're crazy. You're living here to go there. There's nothing there. There's nobody there." People thought I was completely nuts. Right. The only person that that was really, really like, very positive was my mom. 
Okay. You know, she always gave me like always supported me and all that. You know, she was oh no, because my mom was working with me also when I had the little place at Tony David. So um, that was, and you know what? I opened up here, and the place was successful as soon as we opened. Not successful. I don't mean successful. It started getting busy. Right. You know, I'm not talking about it. It's not like what it is now because we only had that room on the side there, the the, the main dining room. That's where right. we started. Oh, okay. This came after, then the room, the other room came after also. So gotcha. this was the main dining room only. Nice. So how did you go about uh, finding capital? Uh, well, we uh, in a way we lucked out. Uh, we had uh, we had the place on 30th Avenue. Okay. So I sold that. All right. Right. Um, and um, and then here, with, with, with the money that we we got from there, we opened up this place here. But when I started the pizzeria there, the the the, the capital, uh, I I just got married at that time actually. So we took all the wedding money, <laughs> whatever, give, whatever <laughs> give, we have your boom, put it together, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little wild. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what was one of the hardest adjustments you had to make in the industry when you like when first opening this place? Well, when I first opened up this year, I'll be honest with you, I have, I came up from a small place. Okay. So when I came here, this was a monster com- compared to to what the other place was. Right. Yeah, sure. It was easy. And I forgot my first Saturday that I was here. Oh my God, tickets were coming out and and a kid, you know, from the from. And that time we didn't have a computer. Right. Everything was written down right. and. We have flooded tickets in the back, and you know what is at the beginning. You are never, you are never staffed proper. Right. Okay. You are staffed, but you can always do better. Right. You know because that you, you know, you're kicking out your kicks and just to see which directions you're gonna go and which. Are, but it was a, it was a wild, wild, wild. But after that, you know, you start making adjustments. Right. You know, of course. And then, you then the place grows. You need more people. Day. Exactly. Right. So that's what we did. So, uh, what was something you never thought you were gonna have to deal with in this industry? Oh my God! <laughs> a lot of stuff. Well, first of all, uh, I don't know. You're a fireman, right? Yes. I never knew that I had to deal with the fire department. <laughs> I oh, had no right. idea that we deal with the yeah, fire department. Sure. That's uh, one safety, of them. Safety issues. Uh, yeah, all the safety stuff. Right. But it's look. You know what? It's part of the. It's part of the. It's part of the industry. Not only this industry. It's part of safety. Right. You know that's what it comes down to. You know we get inspected. Then the, the health department and, and the building department. So we you get you get but a lot of a lot of. A lot, of, a lot of things that, okay, but I'm a chef, right. I cook, you know, whatever, what does the fire department want? What does the building department want? Right. What is the, you know, but being an owner, you are responsible for all, all this stuff right. that comes, sure. that gets thrown at you. So those it's are not just those one are, job. It's not only one job. It's a million jobs. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know what, being a chef is probably one of the hardest jobs there is, right? right? But not because it's hard at what we do. Mm-hmm. It's everything else you have to deal with. It. I got to deal with the supplier. I got to deal. You know, you deal. You, you have to deal with not deal in a bad way with right. your staff. You got to communicate really well with your staff. Then I'm being the owner here, so I got to communicate with the dining room. You got to communicate with the management. You got to communicate with the host. You got so you communicate with everyone. You know. Was there a uh, defining moment for you that you knew this place was going to be successful? Oh, absolutely. I just knew it. Well, just what was that? Was it almost okay, in the so beginning or from the beginning? From I the just beginning, knew that the really? place was gonna yes, absolutely. I had a I was dealing with a small place, I had a small place on 30th Avenue. Right. So when I came here, I said, you know what? My rent was literally almost the same. Right. I said, you know what, why why is it gonna what's gonna be different? Right. You know, the only thing I'm not gonna have is like pizza by the slice. Right. But you know, the 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 the, the, the everything else, you know, the little restaurant over there I was working, and now here I'm gonna have this space, right? Only the the, the main dining room there. I'm gonna have that, and it's like What's what can I work? So I was very I was very optimistic about it, and in fact, you know what? 
from the first couple of weeks when, when we started doing this thing, yeah, when we started the first couple of weeks, you know, business was like on and on and on and on, and it just got better and better and better. In fact, that's the reason why we opened up this side. We took over the other side also. So there was something so, else here, and you just this was much a, this was a pet, knock on pet the store. Also. Yeah, oh, this was store. a pet store. So we we bought Vinny out. Vinny was the the, the, the owner right. of the pet store. What would you say was one of the biggest mistakes you made that you can use as a good experience or a good learning experience? You know what? I don't know if it's a big mistake, right. but you make mistakes as you grow. Right. You always want to make mistakes because right. then you don't uh, something to learn from. Yeah. Sure. Uh, one of the a big mistake is probably that I did not buy a building in the, in the last fifteen years that we did not buy a building in the area. Okay. Uh, to put the restaurant in. Right. You know, instead of paying rent and and all that, but you like know, what McDonald's. But does. yeah, but but at the same buildings. time, right? But at the same time, it's like it's not an easy task. You just don't go out and buy, you know, a five thousand square foot building. Right, of course not. You know, for for peanuts. You right. know, here in Astoria, like you know, fifteen years ago was doable. Now, I don't know if you could. A building like this is probably worth about maybe fifteen million dollars. You know, so yeah, this this area has. That's has the only thing I regret that that I didn't do. Blown up mistakes, tremendous. But otherwise, you know, in business wise, you know, you make you make mistakes every day. Right. But you don't make major mistakes that it's going, right. oh my God, it's life and death, you know? It's a mistake, anything can be fixed. Right. You know, I always say every problem is a solution. No solution, no problem. So <laughs> we fixed the, fix the mistakes. Did you ever uh, hit a slump or anything like that or that, where business slowed down and it was like, kind of like a panic or was it always consistent business? Well, for most part, it's consistent. You know, like you probably get into a panic your, your first year, your first couple of years right. because you do not know but after, once you go over that hump, right. then every year you look back and you say, you know what, you know, all the numbers are exactly the same last year, so let's not worry about it. Let's, okay. not, let's, not, then let's not get scared about that because last year we did the same thing and we went over that hump. Right. You know. is, it, so, is it a seasonal it's thing? It's a seasonal thing probably. Like, you know, look, when we shut down for vacation, when we come back, the, the, the last, the, the, we, we shut down every year for, uh, for the 4th of July weekend, the week after. Okay. So we come back, we'll reopen. You're not going to be busy. Right. You know? So, and it's like, you know, you cannot get into a panic mode, you know, but right. because you know that I've been here 20 years now, so we know that that's the down and then it goes up again. You know, the month of August is a little quiet, right. you know, so you try to make adjustments as much as you can. And then uh, September comes and uh, you're kicking sure the, the holiday season, <clears throat> like, yeah, uh, well, around then is, it gets crazy in here. That's a little, I was here a couple of times during the holidays. Yeah, and Absolutely. It's nonstop. It's between, man. You know, pray the, between uh, Christmas, uh, the Christmas season is like just... Yes, insane. Awesome, yeah. Uh, what are your strategies for marketing? Well, uh, now we do, I still believe a lot of it, a lot of it is word of mouth, but in today's right. world, you gotta be, you gotta be exposed with, with the internet, you right. gotta be exposed sure. with, the, with social media, right. and, uh, that's, that, that's the marketing strategy that you have. It's, okay. it's you gotta get, you gotta get a, a media company and, uh, and throw you out there, throw your name out there <laughs> between right. the, the Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media the, that goes on. I mean, speaking of social media, uh, did you ever have to deal with any negative reviews, Yelpers, yeah. all that yes, stuff? Yes, and yes, how of you, course. How do you go about the I mean, that? we are very blessed right. that we get, for right. most part, it's very positive, positive. the reviews. Yes. But we, we answer back every single review, whether it's okay. negative or positive. Right. 
you know, we I answer them back personally. Awesome. You know, so and and if there's something that it's really really bad, you know, you try to fix you apologize. I mean, to the person. I mean, just you know, try to make it up with them. So but so from, much you could do. There's only so right. much you could do. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna have a bad night, if you had a bad night that yeah. night, you know, uh, the only thing we can do is apologize. Uh, you you apologize, and hopefully, if you come back, I can make it better for you. Right. You know, but that's but um, you know, look, social media is a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it it for most part. You know, but you're gonna get your you you're not gonna get your positive all the time. You're gonna have look. It's it's very difficult. At the end of the day, for example, if you end up doing three or four hundred people on a Saturday, yeah. you know, two people gonna have you know maybe you might have two three customers that have a negative review. Look, at the end of the day, I think you did a great job because you satisfied you know ninety percent of the people. Right. You know, you're you're never gonna make everybody happy. You know, you even though you're gonna drive. That's my drive to satisfy everybody, to make sure that everybody gets out of here with a smile on their face, with the with, with the with the with the belly, a nice yeah. smile for your yeah, face right. on the belly. You know, that's what you want. Right. You know, but at the same time, it's like it's very difficult to come, you know, to make everybody happy. Also, you know, how important is is ambiance to you? Uh, it's it's important. Right. It's very important. But at the same time, it's like. I don't want to. I don't want to have dinner under the 16th chapel. You know right. what I mean? It's like the, to create a beautiful atmosphere. It's nice, but I think what makes the atmosphere is from the minute you come in. In Italian, we have la collienza and all the welcoming. Right. Okay. Welcoming is the most important part in this industry. When you come in and you you have, you have the hostess, the manager in the front, and you are welcomed in a certain way. You sit down, and the and the waiters are very. They have their own expertise right, right. when they come in. That's all part of the atmosphere, and yeah, I couldn't agree more. That, that's what makes everything. I mean, you could—I I never forget. We used to go to a, a steakhouse in the late seventies, early eighties. Right. It was called Frank's. Sawdust on the floor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ambiance, what ambiance? The steak was amazing. Yeah, though, right. You know, so the, you know, I mean, they're no longer there, but that was the ambiance. Right. You know, so. So I know in this area, especially you have a Tavernus right down the block, and you have a lot of great restaurants. It, I mean, there's a lot that open. It's also a lot that mm -hmm. close. Uh, how do you stay a step ahead of? of well, you don't stay. Everybody. You don't try to stay a step ahead. You you still do. You're gonna do your own thing. Right. Okay. This is an Italian restaurant. So right. we. This is what we do. You know. And then you have a lot. Let me tell you, Didmas is absolutely amazing, bro. All, yes. all the restaurants that are opening up there. Then sure. there's gonna be a maybe I, I would say there's about forty restaurants between 29th Street and, and 35th Street. Right. Like you know that little stretch. Yeah. <laughs> you sure. know when I said yeah. Yeah. yeah but, you know, but you know everybody everybody's doing and, and there's a lot of different uh, different uh, ethnic restaurants. Right. Which is great. Sure. You know I mean from from I think your I probably added every single one. Of them. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you know so but you know you always like like I said my my uh, uh, my thing is to to put a fresh product on the on the plate. A seasonal, go seasonal with whatever whatever the season gives us. That's what we try to play, right. and uh, and 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 give and give people a, uh, amazing service. Right. You know that's you know after after that there's nothing else you know there's nothing else you could do. Course, you know, well you seem to be very big on food. I mean the food's amazing here. Uh, you say seasonal, fresh. Mm -hmm. Are you? Constantly looking for new distributors, or you you work with somebody that you you know is going to well, give you the best. Yes, or? we. I work with a couple of what. Fortunately, unfortunately, you cannot work only with one person, here, right. with one with one provider. So we have about three or four, five or six different different okay. ones who specializes one thing, who specializes something else. So and you try to get that specialty item from right. different people. You know, like for example, now we have the summer truffle. Uh, 
we just got rid of we just got over the, with the ramps with uh, with the white asparagus right um, so these are all all the the the, the summer porcini mushroom they just ended so anything anything that was in uh, in the season you know right. you try to work with all these fruits and it's like sometimes uh, Joe doesn't have it so you get it from Frank so right. Frank and, and and on and on and on Nice. So, uh, what are the major changes that you've noticed in the last five years in the industry? What was one of the biggest changes uh, you've experienced? Well, we had, we had, for example, with the health departments, we had uh, the grades right. that came in. I, I thought it was a pretty good idea right. to do it. Uh, uh, you know, it keeps, keeps, the, it keeps everybody it keeps the restaurants up on, on, on track, right? You know, to make sure that you know you you try to uh, to, to to stay neat and clean, um, and uh, that, that's one of the what that, that's one of the ones the, on the industry that did uh, that did. I thought it was a good idea to do that, um, and then uh, yeah, that's 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 one of the that's one of the ones right. that I think was a great idea. That's one of the changes. But as far as uh, everything else, then you know, with the with the minimum wages right. going up, and uh, and uh, so that that it the, the minimum wage is a great thing. Right. Everybody should get paid well. Right. Okay. Um, the it's we the only thing you cannot go too fast. Right. On it, you know, you gotta. But otherwise, you work your way up. You work your way up. Way up on the ladder. Right. right. You know. So, but otherwise, uh, I didn't. I didn't see too much of it in the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you talk about minimum wage. Mm -hmm. um, is it a stressful thing to know that you're people's livelihoods? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's. A, I don't know. I don't know if it's stressful, but because maybe it's because we've been in a business for too long, and right. it's like I have guys that work maybe for twenty years here. Right. You know. So. It's like I, I just make sure that these guys are happy. Right. You know, that's the bottom line. It's like, and then if there's a, if there's a discrepancy over, oh, you know what, I want another, an, I need a little bit more. No problem. We sit down, we, we talk, we sit down, and we negotiate it, and and you do what you got to do to make it work. You know. So we have guys here. Like I said, my, my kitchen. I think the minimum. There's a young kid now that, that has been with me for about three years, but everybody else on the line has been 15 years or more. Wow. You know. That's so it's pretty impressive. Guys that do the prep downstairs is the same, you know. So we have it's a solid it's a solid staff. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah. if somebody's staying here for that long, they gotta be pretty happy. Yeah, stick around. I know that's that's yeah, a yeah, job. Yeah, that's the bottom line. You you know you want to make you got to make sure that the people are happy. And if you see some discontent in right. someone, you know you approach them and say, "What's the matter? You're right. You got family problems. You got to oh no, you know what? Uh, uh, whatever the problem. Okay, you sit down and we, and you talk about it." How important is it for you to take a mental break from from everything, whether it's vacation or? Yeah. You know what? I'm happy with the whatever vacation I can get. Right. I get. Okay. But to me, it's not. I don't need a mental break. I really don't. It's like I, I love what I do. Right. You know, when I'm here, this is what I like to do. You know, and it, rather amazing. the level the level of stress could be to a hundred, right. or it could be to one. Right. But you know what? It doesn't matter what what the stress level is, you know. I I always say I don't stress out, right? You know, because when you when you work, you're not supposed to be stressed. You got you know you, you got to do what you got to do. You got to make you know you got to make it work. You do. Yeah, right. when you love what you do, you don't stress. Right. You know.
you make things work. Like on a Saturday night, it's crazy here. Like you know, yeah, like you know, sometimes you might get into an argument or a little word extra, whether it's a manager, it's a hostess, one of the waiters. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's all I know. Right. You know, when you go home, I make sure that you know the people are going to go home. Then you don't have to worry about the problem that you had like twenty minutes ago here. Right. You know, don't sure. not go. Let's not take that problem home. Let's. You iron it, so down right and now. you're done, and then, and, it's, right. and then everybody goes home happy, you know. Gotcha. So what's the best piece of advice you would give to somebody looking to open their own place? <laughs> what did I say to you off camera? Don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> um, the first advice is make sure your funds <laughs> are in order. Right. Uh, if it's, if it's going to be a brand new place from scratch... Make sure you get a great plan, a contractor, a good architect, an attorney, and and start from there. That's only your foundation. <laughs> <to start. laughs> then everything Good else. Know. Yeah, that's. But then you know, then look, you know, if uh, once you start building the place, uh, you know, you start seeing things come together. Mm. You know, it's awesome. Right. You know, then uh, uh, getting staff. You know. Getting great staff is not easy, you know. Good you, it's hard to, hard to find. It's hard. To, it's yeah. hard to find, you know. But that's why once you have the once you have great, right. you got to keep it. Sure. You know. So and that's keep, why and I keep them happy. And keep them happy. That's the bottom line. Gotcha. So do you have a, a funny story you can tell us about your time in the industry? Well, I don't know. Where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just been one big comedy. <laughs> well. You know, every day there's something going on anyway. Right. You know, every day. Uh, let's see, I don't know. Which one, which one do I want to do? Um, we had a... Oh, I should tell that one. Ask <laughs> <laughs> uh, me another question. I'll, I'll be thinking about that one there. <laughs> well, that's pretty much my, my last question for you. So, I mean, if you want to take your time with it, I mean, that's... But there's so many of them. Like it's like you know, right now it's like I'm all I'm all bubbled up. But it, it's it's also you know like, look, the, um, you have fun here every day, right? Right. When you come to work here, you meet every. I mean, because me, I come out of the kitchen all the time. Right. You know, and at nighttime I'm I'm in the dining room, so you get to meet people, you celebrities, local people. Uh, right. It doesn't matter who it is, you know. So I'm always constantly talking with people. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you a funny story uh, with my mom because my mom works here with me so the first time I made uh, an egg ravioli <laughs> so my mother uh, she comes upstairs and says mom I want to make you taste something and, I, and she said what is that I said it's an egg and a ravioli she said are you nuts I said why you're going to try it no 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 Eggs, you only make a boil or you only make a fried in the frying pan, not inside a ravioli. I says, Ma, you got to try. I don't want it. And my mom, my mom is real tough. Right. I says, Ma, you got to try this. Eat. So she said, Fangulu, you and your egg ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's like, you know, uh, my mom is here. Yes. Like, you know, we always, you know, we are not bump heads. We always, like, right. yeah, I love it. Like, you know, she comes in three days a week. So always have uh, fun stories with her. Right. Well, Rocco, thank you very much for being with us. My pleasure. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, guys, so that was the interview. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Special thanks again to Rocco Sacramoni from Trattoria L'Incontro in Astoria, Queens. If you're looking for amazing Italian food, this is definitely the spot to go. 
Every other Sunday, I'll be releasing an episode of the podcast, so stay tuned. And like I said, subscribe, and you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. Once again, I'm Mike Curtin for Chew Brewer Stew. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.